You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. And now a word from our sponsor, SpyCloud, the leader in operationalizing cybercrime analytics. Traditional threat intelligence is a thing of the past. Cyber criminals are stealing vast amounts of credentials, session cookies, and financial data every day, and it's hard to keep up. SpyCloud is the trusted partner businesses turn to to fully understand their darknet exposure risk and neutralize threats before it's too late. SpyCloud alerts your organization as soon as an employee or customer's data appears on the darknet, so you can act faster than bad actors to prevent cyber attacks like ransomware, session hijacking, account takeover, and online fraud. With insights from the industry's largest repository of recaptured data, protect the digital identities and systems most important to your business. Get your free corporate darknet exposure report at spycloud.com slash cyberwire and see what information criminals have in their hands today. That's spycloud.com slash cyberwire. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the CyberWire's Research Saturday. I'm Dave Bittner, and this is our weekly conversation with researchers and analysts tracking down threats and vulnerabilities and solving some of the hard problems of protecting ourselves in a rapidly evolving cyberspace. Thanks for joining us. The IT world used to be simpler. You only had to secure and manage environments that you controlled. Then came new technologies and new ways to work. Now, employees, apps, and networks are everywhere. This means poor visibility, security gaps, and added risk. That's why Cloudflare created the first-ever connectivity cloud. Visit cloudflare.com to protect your business everywhere you do business. Here in the research group, we investigate many attack vectors on mobile. That's Jonathan Shimonovich. He's the mobile research group manager at Checkpoint. The research we're discussing today is titled Remote Code Execution Vulnerability on LG Smartphones. One of the attack vectors, popular attack vectors, is malware that we investigate. And the other is the OS itself. So specifically here... We're talking about an application that comes with the system application that comes with the LG phone. We have an automatic big data system that scans all the app that we see, all known apps, and search for interesting things, interesting phenomena, interesting vulnerabilities. If we see something interesting, then we might decide to hand it over to a researcher who might do further uh, investigation of this application. What we did here is we scanned many, many system apps from many, many different vendors. We came across a couple of interesting ones, and the LG keyboard is one of them. So the first vulnerability you discovered had to do with the LG keyboard apps supporting of handwriting modes. Describe to us what is that and what what did you discover? Okay, so basically LG uh, patched it in May 
security update as a single vulnerability, but actually it's a set of vulnerabilities that can be exploited together in order to gain remote code execution in the LG keyboard. Basically, what we found is a breach in the update or install of handwriting languages within the built-in LG keyboard. We've tested it on many LG devices. Specifically, we confirmed it exists on LG G4, G5, and G6, the flagship devices of LG, and we saw it on a variety of Android OS version from Android 4.4 to Android 8. And what exactly is the vulnerability here? Let's first talk about what the vulnerability allows. So it allows an attacker to gain what is called RCE, which is a remote code execution, which means that an attacker will be able to, if exploited correctly, will be able to run their own code payload within the LG keyboard application context. Since the LG keyboard is a pre-installed system application, it runs with system privileges. So basically, the code will have, it's not root privileges, but it's pretty close. And it will have permissions to, to install other application or to record all of your typing in the keyboard. I mean, that alone is, is very serious because uh, he can wiretap everything that you type, including your uh, secret credentials, username, passwords to banking sites, take all of your pictures from your phone. I mean, a high set of capabilities, same as an advanced Pi phone can be used. So this is on the what can be accessed. Now, if it's okay, we can talk about a little bit technically about the how. Sure. The vulnerability itself. Actually, this vulnerability is composed of a set of, let's say, programming malpractices, of uh, bad security practices, uh, when combined together, can be joined to something very dangerous. One more additional thing is that it's not, let's say, the known type of uh, buffer overflow or memory overflow in the memory, it's more of a logical problem in the update uh, mechanism of the languages that allow an attacker to use it in a malicious way. So it starts with unsecured HTTP connection. So this is the first building block for the attack because the update process is done over an unsecured channel, HTTP instead of HTTPS, which means that anybody that can serve as a proxy to your phone or hijack your traffic or create a fake access point can see your traffic. And the basic assumption is that you use a secured connection. So using unsecured connection is already uh, a big serious by itself, but it still doesn't give us running code abilities, just uh, wiretapping to your traffic. So this is the first one. And this allows an attacker to interfere with the update process. The second malpractice here is the lack of uh, path traversal verification. So we'll, I'll talk in a minute about the specific tech details here, but Basically, uh, when the set of files to be updated is sent to the device, uh, 
no one verifies. They're supposed to be written to a certain destination directory and the code doesn't check for directory traversal. So I can write dot, dot, slash, dot, dot, slash and put the files in a different directory. This is the second problem. And the third problem is that the LG keyboard allows dynamic code execution. So this is probably part of the of the handwriting languages as they probably require some more complex or machine learning code in order to recognize the handwriting and transfer it to text. So the keyboard allows dynamic code loading, which means it gets pre-compiled library from this code library from the server and it runs it. So this already is a bad practice, specifically in Android, where Android application is called an APK and each APK is signed by the developer certificate. So each part of the code is verified. And this is a workaround to update code without updating the application. So this is already not a good practice, but additionally, no verification is done on the code, on the dynamically loaded code. So this code is not signed in any way. It's not verified. Moreover, you can also push a configuration to the application that tells it which code to run. So basically, you can uh, manipulate the entire dynamic code loading process. So if you'd like, I can dive into a bit more technical details. Yeah, please go ahead. The update or installation of a new language pack starts with the downloading of a file called file.txt, files.txt. This file is a text file containing a list basically where every file to be loaded as part of the language pack is a new line. So basically, this file is downloaded first, and then it is parsed, and then all the files listed in this file are downloaded in the following step. So although each of these files has a cryptographic hash that signs each of them, the file TXT, the first file in the process, is not signed. So an attacker using a man in the middle can manipulate the files txt by adding new records or replacing it entirely with its own file. For instance, the attacker can add his own files as a new records to the files txt file and then they will be downloaded by the keyboard. So this is the first stage. Now, the files that you want to add are two files. First, you want to add the, let's call it, uh, the attacker wants to add the malicious payload. So he'll add an additional record to the files.txt with his native library, uh, a .so file. And this file will be downloaded and saved to the device. This already enables the attacker to push a malicious code to the device. But this is not enough because we need to take care of loading. I mean, just putting a code in some directory is not enough. You need to make sure someone calls it, someone loads it to memory and runs it. Uh, luckily for the attacker, there is an additional configuration file called engine.properties, which is part of the LG keyboard configuration. This file is not in the download directory, but as we previously mentioned, there is this matter of uh, 
directory traversal. So if you write dot, dot, slash, dot, dot, slash, and then the relevant path, you can override the engine properties file of the keyboard. Within this file, there is a list of the libraries, the code libraries that should be loaded on keyboard restart. So if the attacker will manipulate not only the files txt, I mean, he can manipulate the file txt and in addition, add two records. One is the malicious payload and the other is the configuration file run over the configuration file telling the LG keyboard to load the payload. So this is sufficient to execute the code, the malicious payload, as the malicious payload, as we mentioned earlier, is not signed or verified in any way. And even it's enough for the malicious payload to end with .so for the keyboard to think that it is a code intended to be running and it automatically gives it running permissions to the file. Repeating the steps, first file to be downloaded is the files txt, which contained a list of the following files for the specific language pack. So the attacker can add two records, one for the malicious uh, payload so file and the other for running over the properties file, which is possible uh, due to the directory traversal. Then all that needs to be done is restart the phone or the keyboard process, whichever one uh, is more comfortable, but whichever one will be rebooted first. And on the next load, the malicious payload will be loaded into the LG keyboard memory and executed. And so given the permissions that they have there, I, I mean, I guess the sky's the limit with the types of things they could do on the phone. Yes, so as I, as I mentioned at the beginning of the conversation, I mean, just access to the keyboard already gives them access to everything that you write, including your private messages and banking credentials, your password and everything. But in addition, it can also in silently install additional apps, access images on the, on the phone. And I mean, as you said, uh, it can do pretty harmful things. Now, in your research, was there any evidence that anyone was actually doing this out in the wild or was this uh, more theoretical that you discovered in the lab? We haven't seen it exploited in the wild. We discovered it in the lab and the first thing that we do is disclose it with LG. And only after LG issued a patch did we publicly disclose this vulnerability. And has LG uh, released patches for some of the legacy devices, you know, going back as far as this goes? We haven't checked for every device, but I think for a lot of devices, yes, because the patch is easier. You don't have to, to update the entire OS. It's sufficient to update the LG keyboard. And we did see they issued new versions for this specific app. So what's your recommendation for folks to protect themselves against this? Is it as simple as making sure that you've got all your patches up to date? Yeah, so in this case, it's even simpler. You need to see that if you have an LG phone, that all your LG or system apps are up to date and updated. This is the first thing. If you're not sure, you can go to the setting and try to force update instantly. And that should resolve that. I mean, until you're, you, you do it, what else you can do is just avoid installing uh, new languages 
specifically handwriting languages on your LG keyboard until you you update. I see. Yeah. So it's actually that it's when you reach out to try to update your languages or install a new language, that's when the vulnerability gets uh, exposed. Yes. Our thanks to Jonathan Shimonovich for joining us. The research is titled Remote Code Execution Vulnerability on LG Smartphones. You can find it on the Checkpoint Research website. And now, a message from CyberBit. Mastering cybersecurity is like mastering a sport. You build muscle memory through rigorous practice. Then you train as a team to foster cohesion while operating under pressure. Like athletes, cybersecurity professionals thrive on hands-on simulation. But traditional courses, certifications, and open-source labs won't build you a winning team. You need CyberBit. CyberBit offers a hyper-realistic simulation environment for your SOC, IR, and C-suite to refine your skills, all using the market-leading SIMs, EDRs, firewalls, and WAFs they use every day. CyberBit is offering CyberWire listeners a free live-fire exercise. Sign up your team now at cyberbit.com cyberwire. The CyberWire Research Saturday is proudly produced in Maryland out of the startup studios of Data Tribe, where they're co-building the next generation of cybersecurity teams and technologies. Our amazing CyberWire team is Elliot Peltzman, Peru Prakash, Stefan Vaziri, Kelsey Bond, Tim Nodar, Joe Kerrigan, Carol Terrio, Ben Yellen, Nick Vilecki, Gina Johnson, Bennett Moe, Chris Russell, John Petrick, Jennifer Iben, Rick Howard, Peter Kilpie, and I'm Dave Bittner. Thanks for listening.